Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. Standing right here, right now, in this beautiful morning that God has made. I release everything that has come before and everything that is coming after this service, even knowing it will be delicious. And I stand in the present moment, deeply grateful for the day, deeply grateful for my family here, deeply grateful for the smooth, easy flow of the day, and knowing that each and every person will receive just that perfect tidbit of information that they need to take home with them today. Grateful for Chris and looking forward to the knowledge that he will be imparting today. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. Amen. Shaking it loose. You ready to stand up if you're not already standing? Everybody, get up on your feet.
going to slow things down a little bit and invite you to sing along with. <laughs> not with that. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to give myself a quick guitar lesson. I'm trying to refrain from talking because I'm not talking this morning. <laughs> but she's kind of irrepressible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we like about ye. So my name's Chris Johnson. I'm your prayer practitioner here, one of your prayer practitioners here at Mystic Heart. And it is my distinct pleasure and privilege to welcome you home Welcome you home to our spiritual community, our beloved community, and welcome home to your own mystic heart where your divine knower lives within you and has all the answers you'll ever need. So right now, if you're comfortable doing so, I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. 
allow all that has come before this moment to let go and pass beyond. It'll still be there if we need it later, but fully arrive in this moment. And know within you there's a divine spark, the light of God dwells within you, in your heart. So become aware of that divine spark within you. And then expand that awareness out. And feel the divine spark within the people around you. And spiral out further, including your family, friends, neighbors, the town, the state, the country, and know that each person is a divine spark in that global web of consciousness that surrounds the planet. We are all one in the spirit, one in the unity of God and with one another. So as we feel that, we know that we are joining hearts, joining our minds, joining our praise and our love together. I invite you now to remain grounded in the truth of who and whose we are as we join together in musical prayer and sing our chant. Love me. 
Okay, we're prayed up, we're connected, and ready for conscious conversation. So, we've been doing this chant all month long, the garden, and I wanted to look at that. It's, the garden metaphor has been used uh, as a metaphor for spiritual growth since uh, the, Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew book of Genesis uh, in the Old Testament or in the Tanakh. And uh, the Master Rabbi Jesus also used it quite often in his parables. So what is it about the garden that, uh, that inspires so many great teachers? What are some of the elements that make the garden metaphor such a powerful teaching tool? There's growth. <laughs> God willing, there's growth. What? Things grow. Yeah. Yes. There's beauty. Beauty. Is the, is the entire spiritual path beautiful, though? No, there's a lot of weeds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll come back to that because that's that's a that's an important part of the metaphor on the spiritual path. Well, what else about a garden reminds us of uh, spiritual growth? What's that? It can feed you. It can feed you, but first you have to feed it. <laughs> yeah, right. It happens in cycles. It happens in cycles. 
Okay. Oh, what was that? I said it takes work. Oh, it takes work, she said. It, it does take work. <laughs> we, uh, when I was still teaching, we had a, a teacher's aide that uh, we brought in a big bunch of tomatoes to share with all the, all the faculty, and she said, you're so lucky you have a garden. <laughs> I still have dirt under my fingernails. Anyway, so yeah, it does take work. All right, so yeah, New Thought teaches that life is created from the pattern of our thoughts and, and emotions, whether they're at the conscious level or at the subconscious level. And what happens is spirit brings our thoughts and beliefs and emotions into form and experience, just the way Mother Nature brings plants into existence from seed. So what are some of the correspondences in the metaphor? What are the different elements stand for? So, for instance, okay, Chris? The soil in which the seed is actually planted and the way the seed is actually nurtured over time. Okay, the soil in which uh, the seed is planted nurtures it. Um, and that would be, that would correspond to the action of spirit on the invisible plane. Because once that seed goes into the ground, you can't see it. You just have to take it on faith that it's, that it's doing its thing down there. Um, if, as Eddie Watkins says, you can't dig up a seed to see if it's growing. It's not gonna, not gonna help your plant much. Okay, so we have, we have the soil, and, and you mentioned the seed too. What, what, uh, what corresponds with the seed in the spiritual path? How do we plant seeds on our spiritual journey? Thoughts. Thoughts? Prayer. Reading. What's that? Reading. Weeding? Yeah. Reading. Read, R-E-A-D. Oh, reading, like spiritual reading? Yeah. Good. We'll, we'll look at that again. Prayers. Again? Prayers. Prayer. Meditation. Meditation. Do we ever plant seeds we don't want to plant? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes we'll have those random, random uh, thoughts that just kind of blow in on the breeze, like the weed seeds blow into our garden on the breeze. So, uh, so what, what is the plant itself? How, how does that correspond to our, our spiritual growth? We've planted the seed, we've watered it, we've tended it, we've weeded around it. The manifestation of all of our work. It's a manifestation, or it's, it's our experience of life, okay? And if, uh, if we like our experience of life, it's a tomato or a gardenia or something we like. If it's not, it might be a weed, and we may need to go back in and pull that out and plant something, plant some better seeds. So I had a story about a fellow that was not quite ready to tend his garden as well as he might. It seems that Mullah Nasruddin planted all sorts of seeds in his garden and kicked back and waited for the beautiful flowers to appear. And a couple of them did. Who, is, who are you talking about? Oh, Mullah Nasruddin. He's a, a mythical Sufi uh, a spiritual leader. So. A couple of the flowers did come up, but mostly what came up were a bunch of unsightly weeds and stickers and burrs and all kinds of stuff. And so he said, well, what am I going to do? I can't, I, I don't want to, I don't want this patch of weeds in my yard. So he looked around and he saw that the palace 
was beautifully manicured, have nice lawn gardens, everything was perfect and beautiful. I'll go ask the palace gardener. So he goes to ask the palace gardener, he says, I planted my garden and a couple of flowers came up, but all I've got is weeds, weeds, weeds. What, what can I do? Palace gardener thought for a moment and he says, well, are you doing anything to keep the weed seeds from blowing into your garden? He says, well, no, they just blow in on the wind. What, what can I, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. They just blow in. Palace gardener thinks again, he goes, well, are you pulling the weeds regularly when they sprout up? And he goes, yeah, of course. Well, sometimes I forget for two or three weeks at a time, and, and they get kind of big, and, and some of them actually go to seed and replant themselves. But, but what can I do? What can I do? The palace gardener looks at him, thinks a moment, and he says, Nazarudin, I suggest you learn to love the weeds. <laughs> So here's the problem. We're always planting seeds of thought and emotion and feeling, but are we sure we're planting what we want to harvest? In his letter to the church in Thessalonica, Paul of Tarsus advised, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. And I wonder if it could have been translated, Stay positive and joyful. We are always planting seeds in prayer. So please be grateful. If we stay grateful, can we, can we plant negative seeds? I think not. But if we're unconscious, we may be planting weeds. If we're conscious, we plant flowers, fruits, vegetables, the good stuff. So what are some of the ways we unintentionally plant weeds in our spiritual garden? By taking things personally. What's that? By taking things personally. Taking things personally. Negative thinking. Negative th stinking thinking. <laughs> yeah. What else? Judging other people's gardens. Judging other people's gardens. Uh, ju judging other people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're in their gardens. Yeah, they're they're manifesting. Well, what's in your consciousness? Yeah, that. <laughs> I heard that more times than I'd like to. How else do we do that? We reap what we sow. We do reap what we sow. So that's why we're trying to keep from sowing the, the weed seeds. How negative, about... Negative input from our mm -hmm. choices in entertainment. And okay. And so and junk food entertainment? Junk food entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we're bombarded by negative uh, images and violence from the, uh, from the TV or from the movie screen, that has an effect on us. What about negative self-talk? Mm. We make a mistake, oh God, I'm so dumb. Mm. Maybe it's just me. I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you, I feel better already. What about habitual oh, worry? Oh yeah. You have a teenager just got their driver's license. It's Friday night, they're supposed to be home by 10.30. It's 11. Where does our mind go? <laughs> but worry is just faith used inside out. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to recognize the weeds in our physical garden, but how do we recognize the weeds that are sprouting in our 
spiritual garden. How can we look within and, and see what, uh, what, what are the weeds? My favorite one is triggers. Triggers, yeah. What triggers Push, us? Pushing buttons. Pushing buttons, yeah. I mean, yeah. when people push your buttons. Yeah, when people push, you know, I, I, I like to say, I didn't install your buttons, but, but I know how to push them. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but but where, those, where those buttons are, that's, that's, our, that's our growing edge, isn't it? You know, somebody says something and you perceive it as uh, unfair to your gender or unfair to uh, your religion or whatever. And you take it personal. That comes back to taking it personally. Um, it might just be the other person's ignorance, or it might just be a lack of understanding. So, so it does require some uh, pretty rigorous self-examination. What triggers us? Uh, listen to our language that we use. Do we ever talk about Murphy's law or? We talk about, uh, oh, there's always a month left over at the end of the money, that kind of thing. Um, and maybe it's just me, but does anybody else self-sabotage? <laughs> Things are going great, and then I shoot myself in the foot. I do it all the time. What's that? I do it all the time. Yeah, I, I think most of us do. Uh, Gay Hendricks has a great... Things, he calls it, it's like a thermostat, you know, when things get too good, it's uncomfortable for us because it's terra incognita, we don't, we don't feel comfortable there, so we do something to bring ourselves back down to... Normal? Normal, yeah, <laughs> what we know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm working for a new normal here. So. <laughs> so what gets in the way of identifying our, our weeds? Habits, okay. Um, yeah, we have some kind of default settings that that we run. So rather than responding to things, we it's we've reacted before we have yeah, thought. They're, they're thought ruts. They're like automatic thoughts. We don't get that distance between when it pops in and when we're already acting. Yeah, they literally are ruts. You know, when when you study the brain channels and and the more we do it, the more the more it's reinforced. Fired and wired, as uh, Dr. Joe says. Did you have one? I rationalize. Rationalize, yeah. Mm. I like the language. Well, everybody does it a little bit. Everybody, or well, it didn't didn't really do that much damage when the the paper blew out of my car or something. I didn't really have to go back and clean it up, but it. But that works on us inside, doesn't it? When we know we've done something that isn't living up to our Potential. highest standard for ourselves. Potential. Yeah. I think expectations, when you said highest standard, we have expectations for self and others, and that can really mess us up. Yeah, expectations. Um, Perfectionism. Expectations. Perfectionism, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a biggie. What's that? I said that's a biggie. Yeah, yeah. Well, perfectionism is just an unreasonable expectation, hopefully about ourselves. Hopefully we're not expecting perfection from the people outside. I think mostly 
most of us here anyway are much more gentle with with others than we are with ourselves um, but those those are habitual ways of dealing with life and dealing with uh, with ourselves and established habits are very hard to break um, there's an author Og Mandino wrote a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World and in there he said that human beings are slaves to habit and there's only one way to break a habit that's to replace it with a new habit hopefully a, a healthier one a more a more productive one so once we recognize those thought habits, those emotional habits, those, uh, those weed seeds that we're planting, how do we get rid of the weeds that are already there? I mean, it's, it's easy in the garden. You just go oh, pull it out and put it in the green bin and, and we're done with it. But how do we get rid of the weeds that are already growing in our life? Chris? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Pay, Pay attention. attention. Prayer. Prayer. Meditation. Meditation. Making space. Again? Making space. Making space. Yeah, give, your, give yourself some room to grow. Meknath um, Eastworn uh, says slow down. That makes, that makes more space for, for that mindfulness. Um, study. Spiritual study. Guided spiritual study. Yeah. Or even self-study. Get rid of the self-condemnation when it happens and, and just use it as a tool to get better at it. Yeah, get rid of the self-condemnation. <coughs> just shorten the time. Yeah, and, and we, have to, we have to pay attention to our self-talk yeah. in order to do that, don't we? Yeah. Curiosity. 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 As to why I might be being this way or someone else curious about self and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a free and open curiosity, not look... <laughs> I like looking for somebody to blame. Oh, my parents made me this way. Yeah. <laughs> journaling. Journaling. Asking journaling. Oh, yeah, journaling is a good journaling. way, too. All right, so, so we, we have the tools, don't we? We have the tools. <laughs> takes a deep commitment to rigorous uh, self-examination and, and a willingness to look at and address the subconscious negativity that just kind of runs within us until we, until we stop it. We tend to think of memories as being static. Well, I remember when I was in fourth grade, but they're still working in there. They're, they're not static, they're active. All those subconscious beliefs and all those uh, hurts and all the joys are also still active in there. So when I say, yeah, yeah, that's the mindfulness piece, tuning in, be here now. And that rigorous self-examination I'm talking about, by rigorous I don't mean beating ourselves up, but I mean just a really honest look at, at what's going on. As a matter of fact, if you're beating yourself up, it's not really a rigorous self-examination. It's, it's beating yourself up. You know, you're only looking at one side of it. So it's that, that open and honest curiosity about who we are inside and, and where this stuff is coming from. In New Thought, we often hear the phrase, well, you know, in New Thought, we often beat ourselves up like that. We say, well, I, sh I should be farther along on the spiritual path than I am, and, and, but that's just, that's just another self-judgment. 
we hear the phrase, don't should on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's cute, but it's, it's really true. It's uh, maybe things would have turned out different if I had done this differently yeah, yesterday. <laughs> but you can't say I should have done that because my faith is that I did that because I needed to learn a lesson to get to where I am today. So that's that. If you think, if you truly believe that everything works together for good, if you have your faith in that, then uh, it's easier to let some of that stuff go. All right. Time to break out the gardening tools. Can you remember, maybe the hive mind here, can remember all six pillars of spirituality that we teach here at Mystic Heart? You don't have to have all six to raise your hand. You just, some of you shout one out. Prayer and meditation. Prayer, meditation. Contemplation is kind of, we kind of lump those in with prayer and meditation. Celebration. Celebration, our favorite. I'm going to save that one for last. <laughs> Sacred service. Sacred service. Serving God by serving other human beings. <coughs> study. Study. <coughs> study, sacred study. Study of sacred scriptures and mystical writings is, is really great. Circulation. Circulation. Yeah. So sharing, sharing our good with others. So let's unpack these guys a little bit. Meditation, it's really the process of observing our own mind or our own inner workings. Uh, meditation is the, uh, the process of observing your mind, our minds, or our, our inner workings, whether mental, emotional, and our relationship. Um, went out again, didn't it? Okay, I'll, I'll just move over to here then. A silent meditation allows us to turn our attention inward to hear what's going on in our below the level of consciousness. I like to think of the subconscious mind as kind of an artesian well. And if we sit long enough in silence and with that intention, then what's in there kind of bubbles up to the surface and we can, uh, we can see what we're dealing with and then we can uh, make some new intentions about that. So meditation is one of the biggies. Prayer, practicing the possible through prayer is our motto, I guess you would. Uh, it's our vision statement. Uh, prayer is our communion with spirit, an expression of our relationship with the divine in, in whatever form that takes. And there are as many ways to pray as there are human beings on the planet. We teach affirmative prayer a lot, especially when we're trying to change some, some mental habits within us that uh, are aren't working out so well for us. And affirmative prayer is essentially just positive self-talk. And we use it to, uh, to neutralize the negative thoughts and feelings that we've kind of internalized over the course of our lives. And by doing so, it, 
it deactivates those active memories and feelings that are that are working below the surface in the subconscious, which is like the seed working below the surface of the ground. So, and in prayer, we can also uh, ask for divine guidance. There's a Kind of, I, I think of it as a prayer meditation hybrid uh, technique called visioning, life visioning that we use sometimes to find to find our divine guidance. Sacred study of wisdom literature, scriptures, philosophy, spiritual authors. It's what Ram Dass would call grist for the mill. Gives us something to to contemplate in meditation and prayer, and it also uh, it also gives us language for our prayers and affirmations. Losing ourselves in sacred service takes our focus off ourself and 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 puts it on on the tasks that we're doing on on the service of service to one another and service to God. As those of you that uh, joined us on the, at the retreat know uh, doing doing our kitchen service it was there was something magical that happens when you're working shoulder to shoulder uh, with partners on the spiritual path that that there, there's no room for negativity Did anybody get bummed out in the kitchen sandy no. <laughs> I, I didn't think so it, it looked pretty jolly every time i went through so sacred service really is a uh, a powerful powerful spiritual practice and again, you know, we hear people say, well, I'll, I'll learn to love human beings after I've figured out how to love God. It doesn't work that way. You have to do it the other way around. You have to learn to love human beings because that is how you love God. And that circulation as a spiritual practice means sharing of what we have generously. And I don't mean give till it hurts. And, you know, and, the, and this isn't a, a, a commercial for you to start tithing or join the gracious giving program although I won't talk you out of it if you want to do that but uh, I'm talking about the kind of generosity that recognizes that that you are an inlet and an outlet for the divine flow of abundance and good and so it's just sharing the blessings that you have been been given and as you do that it circulates that's why it's called circulation Yeah, yeah, it's not just money, time, talent, treasure, love. Yeah, 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 the more you give of anything, the more you're going to receive. So, and finally, celebration. Woohoo! <laughs> celebration is a natural expression of gratitude. You, you don't celebrate unless there's something to celebrate about, generally, right? although sometimes we can celebrate and wait for the good to come. You can't be grateful and indulge in negative thinking and feelings at the same time. It's like trying to ride your bike in two different directions at once. It's not going not gonna to work. Okay, so we've identified our weeds, and we're removing them. Aha, I'm back. <laughs> but remember, when you plant, when you pull a weed, what do you have to do? What? <laughs> I okay, plant something good in its place. 
All right. Or else the wind will blow in another weed seed and we'll have to have this, we'll be in Azrutin again. So through prayer, we can plant beneficial plants in our garden. One of the things that, that we, we have is what they call green manure, which isn't really manure at all, but it's a cover crop that, um, that gives the weed, uh, chokes out the weed so there's no place for the seed to, to gain purchase. But it also holds moisture in the soil and provides a habitat for microorganisms, and it keeps, keeps the water in the soil. So, so we can, our prayer kind of, kind of does that. It, it protects our garden. So is our garden finally done then? We've planted our good seeds. We've weeded the bad stuff out. We've got, we've got our, our green manure, keeping the, keeping the new weeds from growing, keeping the moisture in. Anything else we need to do? Harvest. We need to reap. Harvest? Harvest, reap, yes. Well, does the harvest come immediately after? Water it. Okay, yeah, we need to tend that garden, don't we? We need to tend that garden. <laughs> yeah, Nazrutin forgot that part, didn't he? So, yeah, we need to tend that garden. And we need to have patience about tending the garden. Yeah, patience. We need to water it. We need to feed it. Pull the weeds that do show up. And then the next day, do it again. And the next day, do it again. There's a few of those, <laughs> few of those watering and weed pulling days between planting and the harvest. But this isn't just a summer garden. I know for years we had summer gardens. I'm off again. For years we had summer gardens, but not uh, not winter gardens. And recently we've been going year round. I'm on again, off again. <laughs> we love you anyway. Your garden's not going to do well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have a second watering system right, over here. <laughs> okay. Um, but this is, it's not just a summer garden. We, uh, we're planting seeds all year long, aren't we? 24-7, 365.25. And so, our life is a continual harvest from the seeds that we're planting, whether we're <laughs> planting consciously or not. Mm -hmm. And like in the garden, there's a, there's a bit of a time lag. It's a, it's a process, as Diana was saying earlier. To paraphrase Ernest Holmes, she says, there, there is no process of creation, but there's generally a process in creation. And uh, his teacher, Thomas Troward, put it, my mind is a center of divine operation. The divine operation is always for expansion and fuller expression. And this means the production of something beyond what has gone before, something entirely new, not included in the past experience, although proceeding out of it by an ordinary sequence of growth. So, Spontaneous healings have happened. We've heard we've heard the stories, uh, instantaneous remission of cancer, that that sort of thing. But usually, healing or creation is a is a slower process, and it comes through uh, channels that we've come to expect more 
more readily. Um, we may be praying for greater prosperity in our life, and, and we find that that abundance comes to us through, through other human beings rather than a bundle of money falling out of the sky, <laughs> for example. So, it's the goal of the harvest to create a, a joyful, loving, abundant life. And if that's so, we must be ever mindful of our inner dialogue, ever mindful of our attitudes, our judgments, because we have to keep, keep track of the seeds that we're planting. We have to keep our spiritual vision at the forefront of our consciousness and steadfastly refuse to indulge in negativity. That means we have to watch our minds. We have to have that mindful focus. And I've noticed that when I go into prayer and I say, please let me be mindful of what I'm saying. And when I'm being negative, when I'm falling short of my, my goal, let me see it quickly rather than when I'm way down the rabbit trail and having to find my way back. Any thought or feeling we have that doesn't align with our, our vision, we have to drop it. We don't fight it, we don't resist it, we don't do battle with it. We just remove our attention from it. Like pull that, pull that drip system spaghetti line out and, and cap it and just let that little spot in the garden dry up and that weed will, will no longer live. Without our mental and emotional energy, negativity simply ceases to exist. It's uh, one of my favorite old new thought phrases is, it vanishes into its native nothingness. And there, yeah, Chris? Absolutely, yeah. We we can't just say affirmations like there's some kind of a magic incantation, <laughs> abracadabra, and my life is great. <laughs> they, they have to come from our heart, and in order to do that, we have to believe in our words. So by saying, I am a child of God, when I first started saying that, I didn't believe it quite the way I believe it now. And so now I can... Now I can step more fully into that, I think. So, so yeah. And, and it's by using your faith that, it, that you grow your faith. A child of God could also be called, that child could be the thought. Yeah. Yeah, all our thoughts are children of God. They're, they're seeds. Well, ch children start out as a, as a seed as well. And they grow in the, in the mother's womb which is a near exact parallel to the garden uh, metaphor as well. So once we neutralize the negative thoughts that may be cropping up, once we focus our mind and our intention and attention on not letting those take root, 
then the seeds that we have planted in prayer and meditation have room to grow and to flourish. So I invite you now to, if you're comfortable closing your eyes, take a little bit of a contemplative journey. In order to plant seeds of thought and intention with the harvest in mind, I find little ways to weave the six pillars of spirituality into my day. Maybe I light a candle and sit quietly, enjoying every sip of my morning coffee, allowing myself to be present, simply observing the activity of my mind without attachment or judgment. Maybe I spend some time thinking about all the things I have to be grateful for. My comfortable chair, my healthy body, the dog curled up on my lap, the people in my life. I give thanks to my source knowing that the guidance required to live this beautiful once-in-a-lifetime day is already given. Maybe I choose some inspirational reading to remind me of what really matters and to open my heart and my mind to new ideas. Maybe I take a walk in nature to connect me to the Divine Mother. Or, if time doesn't allow, maybe I listen to an inspirational podcast or sing along to some uplifting music on my way to work. But this is only the beginning. What quality of attention do I offer as I walk through the day? How do I greet a stranger? How carefully do I listen to the person before me? Do I notice the birds in the sky? Do I laugh at my human experience when I catch myself taking everything very seriously. <laughs> Do I remember that it is all here for my good?
do I allow myself to be joyful, to celebrate the wins, to be consciously aware that every moment, every breath is a gift? Am I generous to myself, taking care of my body's need for rest, nourishment, and activity? And my mind's need for peace, positive input, and creative expression? Do I care for my emotional body by allowing feelings to move through without restriction? And do I close each day in gratitude for all that has been given, letting everything be exactly as it is, no judgment, no regret, resting fully and completely, replenished by deep and blessed sleep? I invite you to know with me that it is possible to live such a life one small step at a time. Each of us can choose such an embodied spirituality. We can choose to plant seeds with the harvest in mind. Thank you, that was beautiful. Let's breathe that in for a minute. Okay. So let's review. We are already praying without ceasing, but what are we praying for? If we're not paying attention, our habitual thoughts and feelings determine what we will experience, not not what we want to experience. We experience what we are, not what we want to be. But the good news is we can change our mental, emotional habits and patterns. We often hear people say, well, it's just the way I am. I grew up that way, and it's my parents' fault, and it's this guy's fault, and that guy's fault, and my teachers. And No, we can change. If we don't like what we're doing, what we're getting from life, we have to change. The old line is, uh, I'm off again, geez. The old line is, if we keep doing what we've always done, we'll keep getting what we've always got. So, it, but it takes practice, determination, and willingness to change. We'll need to practice our new thought habits until they eclipse our old stinking thinking habits. Okay. Bottom line is that if we want more, we must be more. So, and remember that if we're not willing to put out that effort, because it's not, it's not easy. I'm not telling you that it's easy. It takes work. It takes attention. But if we're not willing to do the work, we should just learn to love the weeds. <laughs> What's the definition of work? What? What's the definition of work? Of work? 
in the in in the spiritual path, I think our spiritual work is to stay mindful, do our spiritual study, do our prayer work, do our meditation work, um, nurture our relationship with with spirit, however we um, whatever we deem that to be, and work on that relationship with spirit. I heard a, a, a sermon the other day and he was talking about prayer is relational and our prayer work defines our relationship with the creator, with what is creating our lives. And so our power, our work is to clean up that relationship and make sure it's, it's free flowing and, and there's not a bunch of junk in the way of between us and what we want to, what we want to, uh, our life to look like, what we want to experience. When you talk about work in general, it just means the process of getting something done or accomplished. Yeah. And yeah. So work, by definition, isn't hard. Necessarily. No. No, it just it just means just that there's energy. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So and it's also been said that work is the highest form of play. It's when you are doing something you really love, you can work and work and work and never get tired. So it's not that kind of four-letter word. <laughs> what kind of physical work helps you do good spiritual work? Um, on the spiritual path, anything that that reminds you of, of spirit. Some people do yoga. I'm I'm not one of those. Some people do uh, mudras when they um, when they meditate. Um, Mindfully going through any activity that you're involved in is is a practice. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's mindfully done. Yeah, Chris teaches Tai Chi, and that's that's a very mindful. What do you like to do in your life for physical activity to bring about good spiritual work in your life? I like to play music. For, for my physicality, you know, strumming and picking, and I play the drums too. And um, you also like to take food from the farmers market to the mission as the yeah. service. Yeah. That's physical work. It is. It is. So, and it's sacred service. So that is one of our one of our six pillars. But so is washing the dishes. So mm -hmm. is tending to your children if you have children. Tending yeah. to your elderly parent. It's all takes energy, physical energy, yeah. to do anything if we do it mindfully with a good attitude. Yeah, you know, even by the physical definition, even turning this music stand is work. That's right. Also, being kind to yourself. Yeah. Because we can be really hard on ourselves to be kind to everyone and ourselves. And and if our default setting is to is to be rough on ourselves then it is really work to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of attention, it takes a lot of repetition, repetition mindfulness. We've got to develop that new habit to eclipse the old one. You're right. All right. Well, shall we join in prayer and allow our hearts, minds, and bodies, and souls to absorb what we've spoken? And as my words resonate in your heart, I invite you to accept them as a the truth for you as well.
So centered on our awareness of ourselves as instruments of the one creator, we focus on our deep desire to establish a love-soaked world. A world characterized by peace, love, generosity, compassion, and freedom. A world in which poverty, hunger, homelessness, violence, fear, and greed are things of the past. We all have access to medical care, education, a comfortable home, and creative expression. A world where healthy relationships, dignified work, and a sense of belonging are universal. As we live and act from our highest intentions, we create a world where all people, animals, plants, and Mother Earth herself are valued as sacred creation. A world in which God's unlimited abundance is allowed to flow freely to all, where all are recognized as deserving of all the blessings life has to offer and are free to receive them gratefully. God is a spirit, no feet, no hands, no hearts but ours. As we work together to be the change we wish to see in this world, there is no reason we cannot have such a world. Knowing that nothing can stop a divine idea whose time has come, we come together in consciousness, in prayer, and in service to the creation of heaven on earth. As we speak our powerful word of creation, we affirm that our vision is taking form here and now. We accept it, we give thanks for it, we release it, and we let it be so. And together we say, so it is. Amen. You're going to probably know this, so feel free to sing along. Even get up and move if you want to. Love is but a song we sing. Here's the way we die. You can make the mountains ring or make the angels cry. Though the bird is on the wing, you may not know why. Come on, people now. Try, just do it. Some may come and some may go. We will surely pass. When the one that's left us here returns for us at last. 
and sunlight sparkling in the grass. Come on, people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, gonna love one another right If you hear the song I sing, you will understand. Listen, listen. You hold the key to love and fear, all in your trembling hand. Just one key unlocks them both. There's your command. Gotta love one another right now, right now, right now. Okay. So this is a time in our service where I invite you to join in the circulation, the celebration of the work that we do here in the world by sharing of your financial good if you so choose. If you're attending online, uh, you can go on our website and either find our post office box if you prefer to send a check in the mail or you can find our donate button and go through PayPal. We also have a gracious giving program uh, if you'd like to make a monthly commitment of support so we can uh, more effectively budget and plan for our growth. And they're off. <laughs> so if you'd like more information about that program, please let me know. But for now, please join me as we truly feel the meaning of the words of our uh, affirmation for the offering. And as I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance, and so it is. Amen.
words came out of my consciousness, so maybe they're still in there. <laughs> it's called You Must Be Present to Win. Nice. Life out pictures of thoughts What's in our mind determines what we find And what all the masters have taught So start with the worthy intention And heed the spirit within And look for the signs and read between the lines That you must be present to win Spirit moves in mysterious ways, or so the story goes. Count the times I let it slip away. I wasn't on my toes. I thought I knew what I'd need to do, hey, but I, I didn't have a clue. Big surprise, I didn't recognize it wasn't what I thought I knew. Pay for our lives with attention. Life out pictures our thoughts. What's in our mind determines what we find. It's what all the masters have taught. So start with a word, the intention, and heed the spirit within. Look for the signs and read between the lines, because you must be present to win. I had just a little more time I didn't do the math Suddenly it was clear I'd missed That straight and narrow path So I doubled back and lost the track Did everything I could But when I found it wasn't solid ground I knew it wouldn't be any Pay for our lives with attention. Life out pictures our thoughts. And our mind determines what we find. It's what all the masters have taught. So start with the word, the intention. And heed the spirit within. And look for the signs and read between the lines. Cause you must be present to win. It's hard when you spend a lot of your time up here. So, just pausing for a moment to express deep, deep gratitude for all of the gifts, both monetary, service, all the different ways in which the gifts come in, and to recognize that as I give, as each of us gives, we receive. And then we are grateful that we can send it out into the community to build and to help, and to help make our lives 
even better and the lives of our fellow humans. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. leaving today after the service is because we have to get our garden ready for April to babysit. Planted it well. And the other thing is even though that we switched roles this morning, I want to assure you that she did the cooking of the food that's next door. So well so, one so fear not. Everybody did the cooking. I do want to share one quick thing. Our food ministry on Saturdays is growing. We've added um, From the Hearth. Uh, we're going to be picking up bread from From the Hearth weekly now, also on different days, and taking that out to the mission as well. If you want to help, let us know. Love some girl, I can see it. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony. And may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. Love be with you, love be with you. All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your past and set it free, and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in. Truth come through you, faith just flow to you, let joy renew. Have a beautiful Sunday. Thanks for joining us today.